0: Good evening, everyone. It is Friday night in America. What a place to be. What a day to be alive. West Ham is shockingly bad, and now we're going to talk about it. This is Friday Night Likes. We've got some great guests for you tonight. We'll go around the horn here, and uh, everybody can intro themselves. Who are you? Where are you? How do we reach you on social media, and what are you drinking? Ray, you're our scorekeeper tonight in in, uh, Wally's absence.
1: I'm indeed.
0: So... I've already given the name Ray, so where uh, are, you? What are you? drinking?
1: <laughs> I'm uh, drinking a cup of coffee. Nothing that exciting. I'm um, based in Liverpool, uh, which most people who watch the show will know. Um, uh, working at Cody Ugly. Vizio away match.
0: There you go. Ray is in Liverpool, home of the thieves, and he steals all of our hearts. Ray, I'm going to put you in the back room. Yeah, Jay. Over to you, fellow. Who are you? Where are you? How do we reach you? What are you drinking?
2: Uh, I'm Jay. I'm uh, at Iowa Iron. Oh, wait, over here, over here. There we go. At Iowa Iron on uh, Twitter. Um, I'm normal. Uh, sometimes I tweet about West Ham. Sometimes I tweet about uh, I don't know weird stuff. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not a great follow, um, and I am drinking. Uh, Exile Cranberry Sour, (laughs) which is a local brewery here in
0: Des Moines. Very nice. Very nice. Katie, you're local to me.
3: Yes. So Katie from um, Philly, West Ham, Philadelphia. You can reach me on social media at um, Miss West Ham, Philly. Um, Yeah. So I'm drinking tonight. I'm drinking 19 Crimes. I don't know if you guys can see that. (laughs) And the reason I'm drinking that tonight is because the way we've been playing is a damn crime.
0: That's truth. That is definitely the truth. So. Cameron.
4: So, uh, I am Cameron, uh, at CT knows worst. Um, I tweet mostly West Ham and, uh, i Canadian. So you'll find a fair bit of, um, Toronto Maple Leafs popped in there as well. Um, kind of based out of Richmond, Virginia. So, uh, Anybody listening, if you're in Virginia, please hit me up. I need people to come with me to Penny Lane Pub, as we were talking about earlier, John, to uh, mitigate the amount of obnoxious Spurs and Liverpool supporters there. So. They
3: are yeah, that, obnoxious.
4: That's a Liverpool bar, isn't it, Cameron? yeah uh terry the owner is uh straight off from liverpool and uh i mean my favorite story about that joint is uh i walked in on my uh one of my first days in richmond wearing my west ham kit and everything and he went oh fucking west ham. Sit over there lad and put on the match for me and b- bought me my first beer so you can't from see here, ray is actually crying
0: at that liverpoolian accent in in the back room it was that bad. I'll give you a thumbs down on that one, Cameron, but I, I'll give Fair you a thumbs enough. up for trying so you've equaled out. That's not too and bad. I
4: am drinking uh, Hardy Woods Richmond Lager. Very nice. Cheers. That's a good good one.
0: Well, Glad to meet you all, thank you all for coming on. My name is John Nolan, your host. I am drinking a Victory Hop Wallop IPA and it certainly does pack a, a good wallop. Uh, these guys are gonna be competing for likes. That's when they get the thumbs up. We're gonna ask a bunch of West Ham related questions go around the circle and we'll hear all of their answers. So without further ado, we'll get into the first question. I assume everybody watched that shit show of a match that occurred, it's not good, it wasn't good, it was awful viewing, what's going wrong? And why, even when we change shape, we change system, do we continue to look bad? Uh, Katie, you're nodding, so I'm gonna come to you first.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know why we're such a mess. it just seems like we are just completely inconsistent so even with the changing of our structure um you know i I just feel like everyone has been completely inconsistent so you know antonio played you know like he won the 50 50 balls and everything like that but he's not playing defeat you know and he gets up to the front and he's taking on five players 5 v one like that's not how you play basic soccer so it's just a little bit ridiculous you know You gotta you gotta play defeat, you gotta play the field, do a little bit better, take advantage of our opportunities, and we're not doing that. And it's continuous. Every game, that's what we're not doing correct.
0: Yeah, we're certainly not taking advantage of opportunities. Cameron.
3: Um, I just
4: some of the team selection absolutely baffles me. Like the fact that we're still playing Robert Snodgrass on the wing when we're trying to make it to the next level and putting Philippe Anderson on the bench and Lanzini on the bench is just absolutely shocking to me. Um, I, I, I like Robert Snodgrass. I like his heart and everything, but as far as playing attacking football and accurate, like technical football, it's not a strong suit and just... Decisions like that and decisions in the midfield and the lack of investment and everything is just, we, our net spend over the summer was okay, but the amount of players that we gave up was absolutely shocking considering the lack of players we brought in and everything. And I think at this point it's showing itself. December's always a tough month for squad rotation and everything, and it's just not working right now.
0: Yeah, it certainly doesn't look to be. Jay, what do you put this down
4: to?
2: Um, I, I I I agree with what's been so far, um, but certainly um, I think a lot of it can be traced back to you know the board's tight-fistedness. Um, there was a truly there was a lack of investment in the. Um, we, we didn't replace players that have gone missing, you know, Chekukuyate in Village's second season, which, you know, was the – what, or I guess third season, so it was the second season at the Olympic Stadium. We've never really replaced him with a true box-to-box midfielder. That midfield is crying out for some legs. Declan Rice can only do so much. We have an anti <clears> – <throat> sorry, a, a, yeah, a tight-fisted, anti-analytical, anti-intelligence-driven signing situation with our with our owners – who, you know, would rather, you know, get a deal with an agent that they have a relationship with than sign players that the club actually needs. We don't spend money, you know, we're spanking $40 million on a st- on strikers. We're not spanking anything in midfield, on fullbacks, anything like that. You know, what $8 million for Fabianski was the first time I think Golden Sullivan had paid for a goalkeeper in their entire tenure, which is going on about 10 years now. I think any failures ultimately, like, you, you can trace it back. Sure, players aren't trying hard enough. Sure the formation the formations or the team selection might not be right sure pellegrini might have lost the team but i think ultimately uh this team's you know both on and off the pitch all the failures of this team rest at the board's feet
0: that's a great talking point i <laughs> say the uh, anti-intelligence uh when it comes to signing you're you're completely right about that um and the shambles that is the inside game that's going on behind the scenes with people that like other people I mean, going all the way back, even during the Allardyce era, talking about Ravel Morrison not signing for a certain agent, suddenly he's out the door as well. There seems to be something culturally wrong uh, at this football club. But, Cameron, I want to come back to a point that you made, and that was uh, Robert Snodgrass, right? So, I think in the Twitter sphere, slated him in the first half, myself included, it was plain for all to see he needed to be pulled, and he needs to be pulled earlier. Um, and then he sneaks that goal. Is that goal good enough? to uh, get rid of all the bad things that happened in the first half? to you know, Should he have still been pulled after scoring that goal? And we can just do a, a, a yes and a brief explanation of why around the circle. I'll come to each of you, but Cameron, you can start.
4: Uh, love the goal, and I, I love the passion behind it. As I said, I, I, I like Robert Snodgrass as a person and everything, but he absolutely should have been pulled after that goal. Frankly, I don't know why he started. Um, I mean, if you look at his stats at the number of failed crosses into the box and failed passing attempts and everything in that match, it was absolutely just awful. I mean, the goal was a great thing and everything, but that doesn't recover all of his other stats that, as a winger, he should be succeeding in. What do you think, Jay? Jay.
2: I I kind of agree with that. Um, I you know we've got we've got quite a few players, you know, on the wrong side of thirty. I'm on the wrong side of thirty, but uh, certainly we've got we've got a lot of players on the wrong side of thirty that you know no legs, no pace. You know, Robert Snodgrass shouldn't be starting. I, I feel like most of the players shouldn't be n- anywhere near this squad at this point. Like should have uh, the one the one good thing, and I know we might come to this in a little bit. The one good thing that happened when we got relegated ten years ago was that you know we got all the all the wannabes out of the club oh. and potentially if we do get relegated that could be a good that could be a good situation we could lose some of these 30 year olds who seem to or, you know 30 32 33 34 year olds who are just here for a paycheck aren't actually here you know don't have the legs to complete with a Wilfred zaha on the wing don't have the legs you know behind uh, d- behind a uh, defense I, and I know they don't have Wampasaka but if they did potentially you know, Robert Skygrass sure isn't going to beat him for pace. So,
0: yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll get into that a bit more later, yeah. Katie.
3: Um, you know, I'm surprised he did start. Um, I think his goal did make up for some of the mistakes he made. I mean, how can you say it doesn't? Um, just because we don't have other people finishing, uh, that goal was brilliant. You know, I mean, no goalkeeper could have stopped that goal. I mean, it was it was it well. spectacular. Um, but yeah, I do think he should have been pulled after that. Um. You know, that, that's just
0: my opinion. That's fair enough. I just wanted to get everybody's thoughts. It came up when Cameron was uh, bringing that up because I, I was still yelling for him to be taken off. And I think it was, you saw the changing quality of possession, at least when Anderson came on and what he can bring to the team. It baffles me why he's not getting more minutes, but I think Pellegrini's is trying to make a point. Anyway, obviously we didn't use our 13 days, everybody. We had 13 days to get riled up this game, to get amped up, to come out fast to come out with the right game plan, and we apparently did not use that break to prepare for a week in the Crystal Palace team, which we should have been putting the rocket up. So what do you think the players were up to the last 13 days? Did they go shopping? Were they out on the piss boozing it up? or uh, well, What do you think they were doing? Jay, let's start with you.
2: Uh, here in Des Moines, um, one of my favorite breweries, not the not the brewery I'm drinking from tonight, but one of my other favorite breweries, was running a beers of Christmas event micro microbrew or a different uh, craft brew, so I'm wondering if something along those lines. Uh, Noble had them all down at the Fullers in Chiswick, the Fullers, you know, brewery, and they were doing they were doing some event down there. So
0: it certainly looked that way, Casey.
3: I wish I knew what the hell they were doing because, like you said, they honestly did not prepare. It was disgusting to have that much time off and to see that they were just completely not focused. And, you know, we'll talk about what Antonio did. So that to me <laughs> is proof that this team has no trust and no faith in what's going on. So Pellegrini's got to get out.
0: Strong words from Katie Cameron. Where are you? Were they having a nice time? They're putting their feet up or what?
4: Um, uh, I would like to think that they were building another trailer at Rush Green. Um. <laughs> I think that uh, Snodgrass puking on himself or whatever the hell that was kind of speaks for itself. Antonio's thing that I'm sure we'll get into later and everything speaks for itself. Um, It just – it obviously was not spent on the pitch.
0: Yeah. And what about the boss? What was he up to? What what did Pellegrini do over the last 13 days? Katie –
3: uh, I mean, I I have no clue. I, I mean, at least he changed our formation. I was happy with that. Um, I think we definitely played better in that formation, but I just, uh, I think we were a mess. You know, we weren't playing defeat. We weren't moving the ball down the field appropriately. Um, so I, he definitely, you know, didn't scout Crystal, you know, very well.
0: Yeah, it certainly doesn't look that way. Cameron.
4: Um. I honestly don't know. It just, at this point, it seems like he is very set in his ways and he probably just had several cups of tea and hung out with his family and didn't even think about the tactics. Um, It just, I, I, at this point I was super, super, super excited about Pellegrini when he signed with us as our manager and everything. But I mean, to this point, I'm just disappointed doesn't quite cover it with him. It just, it's not working. Joy? It's
3: I? quite flabbergasting, really.
2: Like, clearly, clearly what's being missed here is the big movie debut. Pellegrini was obviously getting his Palpatine costume, ready for the Rise of Skywalker. He was gonna go in costume with all of his friends. You know, he had a buddy he had he had somebody ready to go as Lando, he had the whole crew ready, and he was more focused on getting the finishing touches done on his Palpatine outfit, than he was on, you know, focusing on the match day squad, on on tactics, on scouting.
0: Incredible. Jetty, I am your father. Oh dear. So, what about the board then? They must have been up to something the last 13 days. I said, "This is the last one." I'm not going to go player by player. We'll, we'll go with the board. What were the board up to the last 13 days? I, I'm going to give my answer first. Well, no, I'll, you can come to me last. I'll come. I'll
4: come to myself last. I don't even know why I'm saying that. Cameron, go ahead. Um, I I I think with their other business, they had a lot of adult sex toy orders to fill, <laughs> um, and they weren't thinking about. Boxing Day quite at that time because their other business took priority. It's a romantic time of year, Katie.
3: I don't know. I have no idea. It's what an acceptable
0: answer. I mean, I don't think they do either. So,
3: honestly, I have not been this speechless about this team in a, quite a while, but they've left me quite speechless.
0: Jay,
2: um, I I typed. Sounds like I'm reading from something. Uh, it's because I am. Um, <laughs> they spent the last 13 days in their huge chairs, counting their money and depriving Robert Kraft of it, the medicine that Tiny and Jetty needed to survive. They are then visited by the ghost of Carson Young, the former owner of Birmingham City, telling him that they would be visited by three spirits to share of their ways in the running of West Ham. The ghost of, of West Ham past, Avram Grant. The ghost of West Ham present, Karen Brady, who tells us how she had the most successful migration to the afterlife out of anyone who's ever migrated to the afterlife. And the ghost of Christmas yet to come, Mark Noble. He's still playing Freddy. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> feeling no no different, and West Ham sinks further into despair, and Tiny a Jetty dies.
0: Oh, poor Jetty. What a shame for him. <laughs> Liam in the chat room actually yeah, stole everyone. my answer, which is they were, they're diving into their money like Scrooge McDuck uh, was going to be my answer, but Liam's this... already pointed that one out. Um, either way, it's a it's a shit show of a situation. Let's bring Ray back in and see what the scores are. Ray, hey guys. I, took you, I took you by surprise. What scores do we yeah. have, Ray?
1: Right, so, Cameron, you definitely had to lose a point for that dodgy accent because, like, being <laughs> in Liverpool, I would get lynched if I didn't take a point off you. So, Cameron, you're, <laughs> you're on six. Katie, you're also on six. But after Jay's little rant with his little uh, list uh he's on nine so well done jay
0: well done jay all right yeah that was that was and pretty hard
1: pellegrino was definitely in Chile for the last week he wasn't doing anything on the football front was he
0: he looks jet-lagged don't he ray yeah surely surely must be who knows terrible i'm going to boot you back and then we'll bring you back yeah, at the end again to that, give man. our final update we've got uh just a couple questions left so we kind of touched on this before we're in relegation form would relegation be a bad thing? What do you think it would do for us, or what do you think it would do to us? Um, yeah, is it bad? Is it good? Is it indifferent? Uh, Cameron,
4: um, anybody who says that relegation is a good idea for us is not looking at facts. Look at Leeds, look at Derby, look at kind of pretty much any of those big clubs from 20 years ago that fell down. And it's not going to be good if we get relegated again. Yeah, we made it up once. Can we do it again with this board? Mm, No. Good question.
0: (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Yeah, I don't know maybe they go and get Anodytes again. Katie, what do you think?
3: So I understand um, what he's saying, but I, I do think that it might be a motivator to get relegated. Um, you know, of course I don't want to see that. I don't want that to occur. Um, but I do think we need a little bit more motivation. Uh, apparently this isn't enough.
0: Who's it going to motivate?
3: I think everyone. I think the players, I mean, coaching staff. You know, it's not just Pellegrini. It's the whole staff.
0: That's interesting. So you think Pellegrini would stick around or they'd still have him if we got relegated? No,
3: I don't think him necessarily but the rest of the staff.
0: Okay. See what you mean. Jay, what do you think?
2: <clears throat> well, for me personally, um, I think it would be great. NBC Sportsnet uh, I think charges an arm and a leg for their uh, Premier League pass. Um, so all right, if I can get ESPN Plus, share it with my Hulu and, Plus and Washington. watch Mandalorian, yeah, that'd be great um, for the club as a whole. Um, you know, I I could be wrong. I think David Golden, David Sullivan, um, profit um, on the on the Olympic Stadium if we get relegated. I think it costs less to quit the Olympic Stadium if we go down. So I think they would benefit from it. I think um, we would see quite a bit off of key assets. Uh, Declan Rice would certainly certainly go. Uh, probably Felipe Anderson, Sebastian Lair. Um, someone would probably snap. Would probably snipe uh, Fabianski out from underneath us. Uh, but it would be a clear uh, there'd be a clearing out you know just like when you know merchants uh, mercenaries like Radoslav Kovac and uh, Valen Barami all those years ago uh, left the club. Um, the, the biggest issue and uh, it would be a bad thing. The biggest issue I see is I don't see them replacing Pellegrini or, or whatever manager with someone good. Um, I don't I don't know what exciting young manager there is out there. That would want to come to our mess of a club down to the Championship. At least the Premier League has some kind of bright lights about it. But down to the down to the Championship, it would be
4: it would be a nightmare. If you go to the Championship, why don't we try Slav and Dilich? Because
0: he'll be in the Premier League by then.
3: He's
0: not going to come back down. Um, why well, did you think Slav was a good manager? Honestly.
4: At the end of the day, yeah, I, I I think he did very well for us, and I think that uh, I mean he meant a lot to the club, and the club meant a lot to him. And I mean what uh, I mean, he's taken a okay West Brom team and turned them into league leaders with a couple signings here and there, and. I mean, what he's doing at West Brom right now can't be denied. I mean, he's taken Diengana and pretty much every, uh, I'd say, half the West Ham base is dying for him to come back. The other West Ham, half of the West Ham base is dying for him to stay there because of the development that he's getting and everything. And, I mean, that doesn't happen without good managers.
0: I'll give you a thumb for some good points. But, Katie, you were shaking pretty uh... Furiously, there. You don't think Slab's a good manager, was it? No, yeah,
3: I don't. I don't think he's a good match for us. And I, same thing with David. I don't think David was a good match for us either. Um, the problem is, which we've discussed um, in several other episodes, you know, who is our next option? I think that's the biggest struggle. That's our biggest challenge. Um, you know, we have um, great players. Uh, it's just, you know, developing them. Obviously, Pellegrini's not doing that. And, you know, we need to work on that. We need to develop our young players, and we're not.
4: I mean, sorry to jump in again and everything, but my counterpoint would be is who is a good manager with this board?
3: Yeah, that's that's the
0: question. I I think, I don't know, not that I want him or even would want him back, but he seems to be the only manager that's made it past three or four years on the West Ham event in the last 20 years since Rednap, really, which is crazy. I know, um, I just
3: don't like him that
0: much. I don't like him either. <laughs> I don't like him either. i tell you what though, I was damn. thinking about this the other day, and, and can, can you, you really mean, want
3: to go back to that? I know, it's the head and the heart, heart, you know? What do we do?
0: I don't want to go back to that, but I cannot, I was trying to think of who a really bad Allardyce <laughs> signing was. Like, he at least had an identity and signed players around that identity. You know? I don't know. No, We haven't had a manager since that's done any of that what do you what do you make of village there jay
2: um yeah i mean he you know he he had one good season and and was the good season in the weirdest premier league season ever and then was found out afterwards um i don't really know what you know honestly at the end of the day what to make of uh slavin village um and, and i still don't i i'm i'm 100 confident that they'll get that west Brom will get promoted this year and Probably get relegated next year because he seems to have a very limited shelf life as a manager. Um, Doesn't you know his signings didn't always seem to make sense. Um, You know, like like we were talking, you know, with Allardyce, like at least he kind of made it in the team, and he kind of some of the stuff he did made sense, and he was able to able to get kind of this uh, this board going. I remember the uh, summer we signed Chicharito. It was the the players we were linked with were Olivier Giroud, Chicharito. Uh, Michi Batshuayi and Alexander Lacazette. Um, can anyone tell me what those four strikers have in common and how they would fit in the how how you know you can take one and put it in the same system as the other? Because I sure, certainly can't. Um, the the one thing when we were when you guys were talking about Allardyce, um, I the one manager that maybe we could get that could maybe do something would be Danny Cowley, uh, but I don't know how Hunter, Hunter doing so. But I do think they might have, you know, the the gumption, and they, you know, they're a little bit more boring football. Uh, but they might, you know, they might be the club to make it work.
0: Yeah, I, I had the, a couple of managers.
2: Sorry, <laughs>
0: couple of issues with village. I mean, we were just so unfit by the end of the second year. It was just they weren't running, they weren't moving, and the fetishization—if that's even a word—of wingers was beyond anything I've ever seen before. But we'll move on. We got one last question for everybody, and we're gonna go around and just want your answers for, uh, I've picked out four or five players. So everybody has seen the news uh Mikel Antonio got into a, a crash in his Lamborghini, I believe, uh, while wearing a snowman outfit. And if anybody's seen the video of him stepping out of the car after the crash, it's pretty hilarious. Um, but we've got a number of other players at our club, and I don't think all of them are driving around in Lambos. Maybe some of them are a little more modest. Maybe some of them a little more old school. Maybe some of them have higher taste than Lamborghini even. And uh, I'm sure all of them would also be down for wearing some silly outfits around Christmas time. So for the following players, what car do you think they would have crashed and what would they be wearing when they crashed it? So I'm going to start with Robert Snodgrass and Jay, we'll start up with you.
2: Uh, he would be uh, dressed as the Highlander, um, driving a Toyota
0: Highlander. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Casey.
3: Um, you know those cars? I'm trying to think of what it's called. The one where all the rats are in the commercial. <laughs>
4: no, like, <laughs> you know what no I'm about? What doing.
3: It's that box sheep car. That's the one I picture what him you,
4: driving. Uh, I'm um, What's that? The Scion XB, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's
3: it. That's oh, yeah. I don't know why. Dressed up as a rat.
4: Dress
0: up as a rat. I can see that. I can see it, <laughs> Cameron.
3: Um,
4: Robert Snodgrass. Um, I, I, I'm just going based on personality. I'm going to put him in a 1994 Toyota Camry that a uh, reliable car does okay, but is just not fast, not great. Just it gets you from point A to point B. And I think he would probably be dressed in a kilt.
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he, he may wear that every day, but that's also an acceptable answer.
4: Uh, Mark Noble, Cameron. Um, I'm gonna go with a British racing green MG, wearing a Union Jack onesie. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Brexit
0: himself, Jay. Um, I I
2: pictured him in like you know old you know old reliable kind of bland Mark Noble, um, in a you know a regular old reliable like Honda, um. And if you remember my story previously, he's the Ghost of Christmas present, so I had him dressed as a ghost. <laughs> Katie. Or Ghost of Christmas yet to come, I guess.
3: Um, for Noble, I have him in a Lincoln Town car in a suit.
0: <laughs> Is he in the front seat or the back seat?
3: Oh, he's in the front seat rolling his <laughs> fingers, if you know what I mean.
0: He's the chauffeur, I think. What do we think about Declan
3: Rice, Katie? Ah, uh, Range Rover. Declan's in that Range Rover. Oh. Um, he's wearing a big elephant costume. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why. It just is. It doesn't need
0: a reason. That, that's fine. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, Declan Rice would be driving his mom's station wagon. Um, <laughs> and he would be uh, dressed as a Man United player, uh, just, you know, so he could be photographed just like. Uh, Paul Ince was all those years ago.
0: Oh, boo! Oh, that's so rough, man. Don't do that to my heart, Cameron.
4: Uh, he would be uh, not necessarily driving the boat, but on the boat in his swimming trunks, getting the absolute wit scared out of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's life imitating art all the other way around. Uh, Manuel Lanzini, um, Jay.
2: Um, so an '80s Corvette, uh, you know, something kind of flashy, you know, it has the Corvette name, but those '80s Corvettes were were pretty shitty. And um, I I kind of pictured him dressed as there's an old episode of SpongeBob SquarePants where there's a guy who's like every day I wait and I you know I have gr- paper skin and glass bones. Every morning I break my legs. Every half I break my arms. And just the the amount of time he spent on the injury table lately, like that's who I pictured him dressed as. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Cameron. Um. Kind of along the same lines, I, uh, I picture him in like, a Lotus Elise, a car that looks extremely flashy, but is very light and, uh, doesn't do an awful lot. Uh, and I would see him dressed as a ghost. Another ghost. There's a, probably cause he's a
0: missing man. Uh, Katie, did we come to you for this one? Not yet. Um, No, on.
3: no. So I see him in like a black Mercedes wearing Ooh. a hula skirt with a coconut bra because he's just maxing and relaxing.
0: <laughs> he's taking it easy this year. That's and right. now the one that everybody wants to hear about, Roberto, what car is he driving and what is he dressed up as? Katie, we'll start with you.
3: Okay. He's driving a clown car. And he's wearing the ugliest clown mask with the biggest red nose, <laughs> flapping as he drives.
4: Excellent, excellent. Cameron? Uh, this is actually a trick question because he would have absolutely missed the garden. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Excellent>. <laughs> Jay? I
2: had him uh, riding a donkey dressed as a donkey.
0: That's very, uh, that's like half Jesus-esque, but <laughs> it's good for this time of year. Uh, let's bring Ray back in. Ray, what, yeah. car do you, what car do you think Roberto drives and what is he dressed up as? Uh, it's going to be a
1: broken down Ford Escort. Ah, uh, classic. On its last race. Or, Dale Boy's car. If oh, the three-wheeler, yeah, the Trottomobile.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I'd have Roberto probably in a Skoda and... I don't know. He's he's probably just dressed up as a thief because he's stealing a living. Uh, but with that, Ray, what are the scores this evening? Just a quick who, question. Who saw, did Jay uh, get
1: a, a thumbs down? Did he lose one?
0: He did for that Declan Rice Man United comment. I can't <laughs> I can't let him do that to me.
1: Yeah, bad. Uh so Jay's on fourteen, Katie's on sixteen, and Cameron's on fourteen as well. So Kate's Katie, in the where? where did that come from? Yeah.
0: Jesus, it's that clown one. Yeah, that clown clown one one. Well, Katie, thank you very much, everybody. Let me uh guys, we'll see you in the back room. But I'm gonna give the floor to Katie. She has as much time as she wants to go <laughs> on a rant or say anything that she'd like to. If you want people to follow you, whether they okay. follow you, or well, what do you do want? Of course I want people got. to
3: follow me, Miss West Ham Philly. Um, but my biggest thing that I talk about all the time, which my uh group here in Philly hates me, Antonio. I mean so inconsistent I gotta love him gotta hate him Um, what in the hell is he doing driving his Lamborghini like a madman 50 miles per hour right into someone's garden a day before we have a game it makes no sense to me like get focused you're a professional athlete start acting like it you know if he thought it was a good idea to be driving around with that snowman thing on his head come on buddy we shouldn't be paying you, you know, sixty pounds a year, sixty thousand pounds a year. But something's just wrong. So sorry, West Ham, Philly. He's not my man.
0: Yes, I, I feel I feel you with that one, Kate. I got to say, if, if you're Thank going to be you. a professional, at least take the he's hood off while you're driving.
3: He's not a professional. Can I take the hood off while you're driving? Let's say one thing about right.
1: um, Wasn't he coming back from visiting the kids at hospital? I don't care. Player.
3: You don't. You're not driving. Savage. 50
1: miles
3: an hour in your Lamborghini.
1: Oh, okay. day day. It's in the Christmas day, and you're over to Guy That's harsh. Nope. She's <laughs> just asking care. him you to have drive to be like
3: responsible. A,
0: a responsible citizen of the road. That's all. Yeah, he should have that said that that's a double negative. See him getting out of that car it's an amazing video if you haven't seen it go and watch the video of antonio again out of the car hopefully that doesn't happen again to him or another lambo in the west ham squad jay cameron katie ray thank you all so much everybody else in the chat room thank you for coming in please hit the subscribe button please go to ahtv.com.threadless.com uh, buy american hammers network uh merchandise you got some excellent shirts hats shower curtains the whole lot everything you possibly need with that we're gonna go this has been friday night likes Please share it. Please retweet it. Guys on social media, push it out. We want everybody to have a good laugh about the shit state that our club is in. We try and bring a little comedy relief. So with that, enjoy your Fridays, everybody. Hopefully we'll have a good game tomorrow, right, against Leicester or today for you, Ray? Um, mm-hmm. What don't we do? We'll take a second. Anybody got any predictions, Ray? Ah,
1: uh, I have no hope whatsoever. I reckon at least 4-0, if not more.
0: And I don't think you meant to us, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely not to us.
4: <laughs> Katie, what do you think?
3: Uh, two to nothing, not us.
4: Cameron? Uh, we are such a banter club right now. I think we'll squeak out like a 2 nil win and totally not deserve it. Possible. Jay? Uh,
2: I'm going to go Leicester City 4 uh, West Ham United five. Why not? Wow, you've uh,
0: got a lot of hope. Yeah, it's the, uh, the banter bus is in full effect. Oh, I no I'm just I'm
2: just throwing two numbers out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all good. All right, we're gonna end the show. Thanks, everybody, and make sure you join us again next Friday. All right. Come on, you irons. The twelve. <laughs> Deal with the thumb. <laughs>